You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For, 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 for all things ATL. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Dylan Matthews, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan. And as you can see, we got another person with us today. The great Carl Dukes. You can catch him on, obviously, 92.9 The Game, Dukes and Bell. But you can also catch him on the, make sure I got this right, the In the Huddle podcast with yes. with Jason LaConforna and uh, Brian Baldinger as well. So they're giving you all the football analysis you need as well on the In the Huddle podcast. That's wherever you get your podcast as well. This, of course, is Peachtree Football. And you can get that wherever you get your podcast. So make sure you like this podcast, download the podcast, follow the podcast as well. And we are, once again, wherever you get your podcast, that's the Odyssey app, that's Spotify, that's Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, Peace Street Football is there. First and foremost, got to say what's up to Carl Dukes. Thank you so much, Carl, for joining us. You can follow, follow Carl as well at, as he likes to say, put him up, see Dukes. <laughs> that is wherever uh, you have your social media as well, but he's mainly on the Twitter. So, Carl, first and foremost, thank you so much for joining us, man. How you doing on a uh, on a Friday morning? I gotta give I gotta give Bo a little crap here because I sent the link to both you guys at the same time. You were on the same email, and, and Squid Billy, Carl beat you here, and there was a lot of talk, you know, in, in the key studios at ninety two nine. The game there was a lot of talk about who's gonna show up, who's not gonna show up, who's gonna get there first. Squid, Carl beat you here, man. I mean, what's up? Well, honestly, uh, I'll just I'll just come out and say it. Uh, I took my time because I just didn't think I, I figured Carl would no show us like he's done in the past. But you know, he <laughs> showed up this week, and I'm very proud of him, and I want to give him props. Carl's had go. a really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Carl like he's uh, my student or my kid. <laughs> Carl's had a very strong week, um, and he is continuing it. To today and i'm very proud of him i'm i'm gonna show up today at twin peaks and bucket where we're gonna do deuce and bell uh-huh. and i'm gonna give him a gold star that he can wear all day long because i'm very proud of my superstar <laughs> uh host um there's not a week 
that I don't have an unbelievable week, okay? There's not a year where I don't have an unbelievable year. So I don't know what you're talking about. Listen, I do more before 10 a.m. than most people do all day, all right? So the idea that I was here, that I showed up, that you were doubting me like so many people have, and I'm all of a sudden here on your podcast to talk about the Falcons and how they're going to win against the Chargers this weekend shouldn't surprise anybody. You're looking at the hardest working man in show business right now. I've got a podcast. I've got a national show. I've got Ooh. a show for five hours a day in one Ooh. of the major markets in the world. What are you talking about? You didn't think I'd be here. People on my name. Dylan. Uh, oh, oh, are we going? Okay, Ric Flair. If Uh-oh. you want to go Ooh. there, I will tell you're not the hardest working man in showbiz. You're not the hardest working man in Atlanta radio. Uh-oh. I am. Uh-oh. I've got a five-hour radio show I produce. Uh-oh. A podcast I do three days a week. Yeah, a weekend yeah, show. Yeah. A Monday okay. night show after I produce a radio show. A Thursday yeah. night show after I produce the Atlanta Falcons Radio Network. And after all of that, the one, the only, the Mr. Squidbilly is also a brand, an assistant brand manager at mm. the Hot sports radio station in not only the city, but the all of the Southeast. Mm. Who made it that way? Oh, man. We're going back and forth trading blow for blow. Oh, hey, my let's goodness. talk some Falcons. Let's talk some Falcons. It's That's good to right. be here, fellas. You, Seriously. You don't want us yeah. to, to it's do a WWE stint. It's good to be here. I'm glad I'm here hanging out with you guys. Uh, for real, listen, this is a big week for the Falcons, man. And I know yes. you guys have been talking about this. I don't know if, if you guys follow this podcast every week. You should because every week something has come up with this Falcon football team that's changed. And you look at it and you go, they don't have a chance or they're going to, something's going to happen. And they just keep grinding. So I'm excited about this weekend, guys. It's It's a big weekend because... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and put it out there. You know, the whole entire NFC South has has a tough matchup this weekend. And this could be one of their week, one of those weekends. It's already happened once this year that if you win, you could see the rest of the NFC South potentially go down because these other teams give you some help. So it's a big week in that way. And it's also just a big week because now you want to you're you're in sole possession of the of first place in the NFC South. Now you want to start and try and give yourself some breathing room. And that starts by getting a win this week and seeing if you get some help. So while we have Carl, oh, go ahead. Before we go there, I want to ask Carl one thing because Carl, I know um, when we saw this Chargers team being put together in the off season, mainly on the defensive side, Hmm. you know, you looked over and now you've got Joey Bosa who was already there, but then they add Khalil Mack, they add JC Jackson to go along with a second year player and Asante Samuel Jr. who's starting to kind of you know fill. Feel himself. Then they got Derwin James already back there, and um, you know Kenneth Murray, Kyle Van Noy are part of the linebacking crew along with Drew Tranquil. Um, Morgan Fox has been added to this defensive line, and you look at it and you're like, "Holy crap! This defense is going to be out of this world." But J.C. Jackson's now out for the year. Joey Bosa is missed significant time, and and you go look at these stats, Carl, and they're giving up almost. They're giving up 27 a game, which is second to worst in the entire league. They are the uh, the worst yards per carry as far as rushing defense in the league, one of the worst rushing defenses overall. Real quick, before we get to matches, and I know Dylan wants to get there and we don't want to keep you too long, but are you shocked just how poorly this defense has performed with and without the injuries? No doubt, Bo. Um, 
everybody's running the football on the Chargers. It's the one thing they haven't been able to do well, and that's stop the run. So to your point, when you look at this, D, just from a name brand standpoint, you're kind of, you're kind of shocked. But the reality is, listen, this is the Bucks issue right now. Everybody's gouging Tampa Bay, and everybody wants to talk about Tom Brady and what he's not doing. Tom Brady can still throw the football. They can't stop the run. So Justin Herbert is having an okay year. He's not having a tremendous year. But the fact is their defense has been the issue. And that's why I like the Falcons, by the way, going into Sunday, because what do the Falcons do best? They run the football. Here's the other side of this, Bo. You mentioned all the injuries on the uh, defensive side. You might be going into a game where Herbert doesn't have uh, Keenan Allen. He doesn't have Mike Williams. He doesn't have Joshua Palmer. All of these guys are questionable. I don't think uh, uh, Allen plays. And so now you're saying, who is he throwing the ball to? This leaves one guy, Austin Eckler. Unless somebody comes out of the you know obscureness of the bench and we don't know about him and has a great game, all of a sudden now there's more pressure on the Chargers and Justin Herbert to deliver, to deliver the football down the field, but also to try to get their run game going. I think right now they're very one-dimensional, which has been the problem, and I also think the injuries you talked about on defense, this is just not the dominant defense we thought they'd be. The main issue is because they can't stop the run. That's exactly right, too, Carl. And I so let's go ahead and, and, and dive into that a little bit more. Like you said, Keenan, Keenan Allen. I mean, the writing's on the wall. He's probably going to miss Sunday. Bo already touched on Bosa going to be out. J.C. Jackson out for the year. So this team is decimated right now with injuries kind of on both sides of the football. So it really only seems like we have to stop Austin Eckler. So my question to you, Carl Dukes, is if you had to give us a key to the game or maybe even the deciding factor, what would that be for you? Um, th this is interesting because, first of all, I think we're getting CP back, uh, Cordero Patterson. And if he is, in, in fact, back on the field, it gives Marcus Mariota another weapon now to deliver the football to. And that is something he desperately needs. He's got Drake London. He's got Kyle Pitts. But this offense, we haven't seen it at its full capacity, guys, since week one. And week one, we didn't even know what this offense was going to look like. We didn't know what it was going to be. So the key is to control possessions, have long drives as the Falcons have, have seen, you know, have, have a tendency to do with the run game. And I think you're going to see a game where the Falcons will score and they'll put some pressure on the Chargers and the Chargers are going to have to try to throw it around and come back. And I think that's where Justin Herbert makes mistakes. Now, the secondary is not 100%. We know that we're missing, you know, obviously our best corner in A.J. Terrell. But I also believe that when you are in the lead like that, okay, which is what I'm predicting, what I'm projecting here, the Falcons being in control, all of a sudden now you can pin your ears back a little bit and go after Herbert. And I think that's what Dean Pease is going to do. And I think it's going to force him into a couple of mistakes. Guys, he's a great quarterback. He'll throw it to you, though. He will give you one. And so I think the key is ball control. It's what the Falcons do. Do not go away from what you do in this game because you're playing this big, strong-arm, dynamic quarterback. Control the clock, control drives, score in the red zone, and I really think you put a lot of pressure on the to the Chargers to try to keep up because they just don't have all their weapons. And, and honestly, I I, I loved what you just said about Cordero Patterson. I would argue yeah. with you. You said we haven't seen them at their at their best since week one. I don't think we've ever seen this offense at full power because when Cordero went out, the emergence of Algier and Huntley came in. And until that point, until Cordero goes out, it's it's basically a one-man show with Algier sprinkled in. But Avery Wims is also. So 
the one thing that worries me, I, it's a really good point. The one thing that worries me, and I, I say worry, it's a concern, but I, I don't really, you know, you think Arthur knows what he's doing with this. He's shown that is putting Cordero back into the offense without taking a rhythm and a flow away from Algier and Huntley, two guys who have shown, to your point, ball control, they can play that game, but they feed, especially 42, the Duke. That guy feeds off more carries because of the physicality. So I think how Arthur does that is going to be very interesting. And and I love uh, that the Justin Herbert stuff touched on that. Eckler, little banged up now, showed up yep. on the end report late yesterday, randomly. If with with Herbert, and one of the things I put, he's still he's still suffering from that rib cartilage, whatever fracture, yeah. whatever it was. Early in the year, he gets the ball out really quick. But it, wouldn't you like to see him fill every throw, every completion? I don't even care if you get him on the ground; just make him fill it because, boy, it takes something out of you when you get hit for four quarters. Yeah, I think that's why Bodine is going to come after him. I don't think we'll see as much in the first quarter. But as the game progresses, I do think you're going to just see some of that corner stuff that we've seen off the edge. Uh, Maybe, you know, some guys free up uh, in the middle with some stunting. I I do think this is part of the game plan to what you're talking about because they realize he does get rid of the ball really quickly, but they also realize that his progressions, because he's not got his guys out there, are going to be a little bit slowed down. So now I want to speed you up even more. I don't want you going one, two, three. I need you going one, feeling the pressure, and then feeling like you got to get rid of it. That's why I think Dean Pease is coming after him a little bit more than what we've seen. Let me let me address the Cordero, Cordero Patterson um, comment. I don't think you have to run Cordero Patterson 20 times in this game. Arthur Smith could come in and stick with the formula you're talking about with Algier, who's looked great, and Caleb Huntley. Guys, we're averaging 148 yards without CP on the field, okay? You can still run those two guys and have CP in certain formations and certain sets and use him sparingly. He's coming back, but that doesn't mean you have to give him the ball 25 times. Keep doing what's working and work him in and let teams see him in different places. Because we still have another game with Carolina in this division. We still have another game with Tampa Bay. If you're talking about winning this division, you want teams to go in the second half of the season. What the hell are they doing with Cordell Patterson? Why is he not getting the ball 25 times like he was either last season or maybe even early in the year? Because you can still run the ball effectively with these other guys. Now I've got to count what the hell is he doing in the slot? Why do they have him out in trips? That changes everything. And then if you want to go back to him being just an eye formation and using him as you have, it gives other teams a lot to look at. I don't think he has to touch the ball this weekend 20 times for us to win. I just don't. And, Carl, I want to I want to build upon that point here real quick. So I, I completely agree with you. So do you think that we could potentially see a scenario where maybe Cordero Patterson gets seven, eight carries as a running back, but then we kind of ease him into the game a lot more as a as a wide receiver, like you said, maybe we see him out on trips. Maybe we throw him a wide receiver screen just to kind of get him back in that flow. Do you think we can see him more at the wide receiver spot than more of the running back position this week? Listen, I, I think this is what we know about Arthur Smith now, and I love it. He'll do whatever he needs to do to put somebody in position to be successful. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like he understands for the long-term success, if you're really going to make a playoff run, this guy's got to be healthy. 
he's got to be available and healthy because he adds so much to your offense. So I just think if you told me there were 10 plays for Cordell, Cordell Patterson this weekend, and seven of those were quick hitters, space, make a move, let him work a little bit. I, I think that that wouldn't surprise me at all. If you're telling me they're just going to line up and he's going to touch the ball 20, 20 times in the backfield, I'd be shocked. I just don't think Arthur's going to do that. And you have the flexibility to do some different things with him because the run game is working. If we weren't averaging 148 yards with these two guys and this offensive line without CP the last four weeks, then you bring him back and you're trying to establish the run. We don't have to do that. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's a good point. And and look at look at these these deep shots that Demir Bird has been put up for, you know, the last few weeks. I don't know if that's the best thing for the team because we've seen two of the three. Well, all three have ended up in something. One was a touchdown against Cincy, and the other two were interceptions. As much as I love Demir and his speed, I don't know if he's the guy you want to be putting up all these deep shots on because if something goes wrong, he's not a guy that can fight for the ball. We saw those exact deep shots last year go to two guys, Kyle or Cordero. Yeah, like the Saints game where multiple times Arthur put him up, and one of the one of them last year in the Saints game won you won you the game. Now you can use that guy as you ease him back in. So maybe a couple of those shots are the deep ball when they want to take because you got to take these shots. Look, these teams are stacking the box. When you see single high safeties, you've got to be able to when need when necessary take a shot against that at least to keep them put it in their head to keep them honest a little bit. I don't think people are respecting that enough. I'm not sure how healthy Kyle Pitts is to do those because we haven't seen him have those as much. Mm-hmm. He's been since he missed a week. I don't know, um, you know, if Drake London is that guy necessarily speed wise for those. So to me, that's something that Cordero adds, and I agree with you about it, to make a run. You need you need him. I, I just think it makes your receiving core. We've all talked about the running game, and, and you've touched on this now, Carl, about the rece- but I just think it makes your receiving core, your passing game, that much more of a threat. And we've seen that we're starting to loosen the reins a little bit on Marcus. And for the second straight week, we see a more of a, an upper echelon pass rusher come in here. Now, luckily, they've got some good guys up front, but they don't have a, 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 a Derek Brown. Uh, in 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 the uh, the interior, so you know we could see another twenty five pass attempts, but you know that's just my thought because I think Marcus, I think the offense is now going to be opened up even more, especially with Cordero's return. The key guys for the rest of this season, the team has shown it's resilient. It's it's tough. Uh, you run the ball, you can get stops. I know the defense again is banged up, but the key is going to be Marcus's accuracy. To your point about the wide receiving core getting better, that's that's true. But he still has to deliver the ball accurately. And, you know, what I mean is his completion percentage has got to be 67 69%, somewhere in that range. If you're talking about over 65% and you're only throwing it 15 times a game, those numbers don't equal out. As you play better competition, as the second half of the season goes on, teams have figured us out. They know what they want to do against us. They are going to pressure Marcus to deliver. And I think the accuracy comment or the, 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 the dilemma of his accuracy is going to be a conversation in the second half. If he's more accurate, guys, we're going places. It's just that simple. And, you know, 
there are always a couple of balls. It doesn't matter what quarterback you're talking about, where a guy throws behind you a little bit and the receiver makes an adjustment. We've got guys that can win 50-50 balls to Bo's point about Cordero Patterson running down the field because he can still run and you trust him to just throw it up. And even if it's not as accurate as you'd like, you know, he can still go make a play. But I don't think you're going to be able to, in the second half of the season here, just say what we've done in the first half is okay. Marcus has got to be better. And when I say that, I'm not talking about this much, guys. I don't know if you can see my – I'm talking about just <laughs> – I'm serious, this much. Because of his escapability, he gives himself more time. He's made smart decisions when he's run. He ran last week for 30 yards and set up the game-winning field goal. He's just got to make sure those throws you need, he's got to hit. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid point. And I think we started to see that, hopefully, hopefully, that progression last week. Because this is the guy that's completing just under 63% all season. And then he has the biggest day all year as far as how many how many throws he attempts and all those things. And he was able to complete 71%. Happened to be two of them were interceptions. But it's a really good point. The accuracy has to come up. And, and hopefully, he's finally found that rhythm, that flow. Uh, and, and, and now maybe he's ready to take it to the next level. I'm going to say this, guys, before I leave. And, and yep. again, I appreciate you guys having me on. Love this podcast. You guys do an amazing job. For Falcon fans, Peachtree football, listen, they're talking Falcons football every week, bringing you stuff that you're not going to get anywhere else. So make sure you are here checking this out. But um, I've talked to a couple of guys around the NFL, some some people that I know. And I'm not talking about reporters. I'm saying coaches and people inside you know, the, the business. Everybody's respecting the Falcons. Everybody sees the tape and they realize that Arthur Smith has these guys playing really well. It is not the most talented team in the NFL, but when I've talked to a couple of different people from different organizations, guys, the thing they say is they know what they want to do and they're accomplishing it for the most part. Think about how we've lost games. I think there are a lot of teams right now. Think about Tampa Bay. Think about some of the teams that you're going, I thought they were going to be a lot better. Green Bay. They don't know what they want to do right now. You can, you can pinpoint what the issue is. Green Bay can't throw the ball down the field. That's their issue. Tampa can't stop anybody on defense. The fact is, though, the Falcons, the perception around the league is they know what they want to do. That's dangerous. Because once you know what you want to do now, it's all about just staying with it, being consistent, execution. And if you do those things week to week, guys, this division is very winnable. It is. I mean, it's right there for the taking. And, Carl, real quick before we get you out of here again, appreciate the time. One more time, guys, make sure you follow Carl Dukes at Put Him Up, see Dukes on the Twitter machine or whatever social media you have. And also, too, make sure you follow the In the Huddle podcast. Go download that podcast as well. It's Carl Dukes, the man right here. It's uh, Jason LaConforna, and it's Brian Baldinger, and they're giving you first-class NFL analysis so make sure you go check out in the huddle podcast that's wherever you get your podcast as well carl before we let you go i gotta ask you this what's your score prediction i know you said you got the falcons so we know you had the falcons winning what's the score gonna be yeah i think we score over 24 points in this game so i'm gonna go 28 okay i'm gonna Mm -hmm. go 28 23 somewhere around there is what i think the game's gonna be it's a one score game guys it comes down fourth quarter probably um, as, as a lot of these games have, but I have us scoring more than 24, which is why I have us winning this weekend. 28-23 is the final. Falcons move over 500, 
and are in sole possession of first place with no debating, none of this half-game stuff. They're <laughs> sitting there, and then they head to Carolina on a short week. Carolina is pissed. They thought they should have won that game. So they're going to come in wanting to just blow doors because they feel like they played well enough to win that game. That's not going to be an easy contest on Thursday night. We'll worry about that next week. Falcons win on Sunday. There you go. I love it. Well, Carl, thank you again so much for the time. We appreciate you. Carl Dukes also, first guest ever on Peace Street Football. And that's, what? That's a heck of a way to kick it off, man. Really? You're first ever. You should yeah, be Our honest. producer's been slacking. Our producer's been slacking. <laughs> My man, thank you guys. Seriously, bro, we'll kick it this afternoon. Dylan, appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, brother, man. I will see you next week. Have a great time at uh, uh, Twin Peaks, and we'll catch up with you later, man. I appreciate you. All right, Thanks, man. Carl. Yes, sir. All right, that was Carl Dukes. Again, appreciate him uh, jumping on with us and talking some Falcons with us for a few minutes. Again, make sure you guys check out the In the Huddle podcast. And you should already listen, be listening to Dukes and Bell, but if not listen to Dukes and Bell, it's on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the number one show and the number one station in Atlanta, Dukes and Bell is, and obviously 92.9 The Game is the number one station, sports station in Atlanta. Bo, just me and you now. What's up, Squid Billy? Uh, we had a good time with uh, Carl Dukes there. Uh, how are you doing here on a, on a Friday morning? You got an early morning workout in. Every everything's good and chopping it up a little bit now. How, how's your Friday going? Yeah, I had a late night last night because I had to uh, once I got um, once I got done with um, other side of the glass and and Dukes and Bell and then yep. I got home and uh, I joined uh, Mario. Uh, it was me and Mario. His other his other hosts uh, weren't a part of it. But me and Mario from Bolt City, which is the the Chargers Odyssey yep. um, version, their version of Peachtree Football. So I want to give a big mm-hmm. shout out to Mario. And if you guys want to catch up, uh, well, see me on, on Bolt City and kind of hear some Chargers takes. Um, it's a it's it's the um, it's the best Chargers podcast out there, Bolt City. So check it out on the Odyssey platform or wherever you get your podcasts. And I had a really good time. Did about 30 minutes with Mario, and we talked about things. And, um, no, I'm ready to go, man. Uh, yeah. I've been looking at this game a lot the last couple of days. Uh, I know that we always do our look ahead on Wednesday. I actually started looking at this team on Tuesday briefly, and then I did my my prep for my chart on Wednesday. And um, – you know, a lot of that prep that I do, I'll be honest with you guys, when I do my stuff, it's for this show, and I want to see how um, our guys and their guys have played uh, against the opponent um, of that week. And, you know, there's not a lot really to go by. Um, you know, Herbert, we've played this team once in the last uh, – we, we've played them in 2016 and when we played them again in 2020. And now we have that floater, and that's why mm-hmm. we're playing them. The, uh, the 17th game floater where you play one team from the AFC, the Chargers are our team this year. Yep. And, you know, when they first played, we played this team uh, in 2020, Herbert was a rookie, and he, he he threw the ball around 45 times. Not a, you know, he he, he was he actually completed 36 of 44, uh, and, and he was okay. But it was a different team in all in all. That team was going through uh, a transition. Right. Uh, with coaching staff from, I think Dan had already been gone at that point. Raheem was the coach. So, but I've looked at it and this team, and I t- said this last night on Bolt City with Mario, this team looks a lot like the Niners team that we saw uh, a few weeks ago. Very yeah. talented, good team, but a lot of injuries. And they might be more banged up than we are. 
Um, this might be the healthiest we've been, uh, other than the Elijah Wilkinson injury, which is, is, is something that's worrisome. And AJ Terrell, you know, obviously we know Casey Hayward's out, but he's going right. to be out. So we're a little bit healthier because um, Jalen Hawkins should be back. He practiced yesterday fully. So, yep. You know, I've just been looking at this game and, and just trying to figure out why, you know, that I, I've said this last night. I think this is going to be a tough game still, but it's. Um, it's a winnable game, and I'm not as worried about this game after looking at it as I was last week right after the Panthers game. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I was, I was shaking in my boots a little bit, but I mean, it, it's a home game, and that obviously helps you out. But, you know, the weapons that you thought they were going to be bringing in, when you talk about Keenan Allen, when you talk about Austin Eckler, who – Maybe he should still play, but as you mentioned, he showed up on the injury report late yesterday. So we're not even sure about Austin Eckler at this point. And like I said earlier, it, it seems not a conclusion. But if I had to, if I, if I had to bet money on it, Keenan Allen's probably not playing on Sunday. Mike Williams, the other wide receiver, their other dynamic receiver, has already been ruled out. Um, obviously, we know Joey Bosa has missed significant time. You touched on it too, J.C. Jackson. Um, they'll still have Khalil Mack, but it's a lot better than. It's a lot better to only have to deal with Khalil Mack on the defensive side of the football, maybe just Austin Eckler and Justin Herbert on the offensive side than all the other guys I just named who are probably going to be out with injury. So this is a this is a game where you looked at at first and was like, oh no, this this is going to be it's going to be a doozy of a football game to try and win. But now it looks a lot more winnable. One because of how the Falcons are playing, and two because, like you said, the Chargers are a little bit more banged up than us. So. This is still going to be a tough football game regardless. It's still a very good football team, even with the injuries, Bo. So I know we I know we talked about a little bit with Carl, but I want you to still kind of highlight for us as we as we get into our matchups a little bit more. What is the what is the matchup that you're looking out for when it comes to this football game on Sunday? Well, I've looked all around and I wanted to say, you know, AJ Terrell versus Keenan Allen. Yeah. Not gonna happen. No. Um AJ Terrell versus Mike Williams. Not gonna happen. Uh, nope. and in fact, none of those three guys I expect to play. Yeah. And I've looked around and around and you know, it's all blah blah blah. And I just said, you know what? <laughs> Screw it. I'm gonna go quick, easy, and simple. Yeah. And it to me is gonna be Jake Matthews against Khalil Mack. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many times Khalil Mack will line right up over Jake Matthews, but Jake has not had his best year. I'm not mm. – I don't know if – I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, Jake's a guy that just got re-signed uh, or extended, I should say. He's a top 15 left tackle in the league. He's been very good in run and run blocking, but his per, his pass protection has not been great. I don't know if the Eli, Elijah Wilkinson and him aren't on the same page, if that's affecting him. I, I don't really know, but right. I will say this. I need Jake to step up on Sunday because Khalil Mack, I don't care if he's in his ninth year, this guy has 82 and a half sacks on his career. Um, he's got six already this year, which would be more than any any individual on the Falcons has. In fact, the closest would be Grady at, at four and a half, which really should be five and a half. Thanks, Tom Brady, Jerome Boger, you clowns. Um, so, so that that is um that that that's a matchup to me. I need I need Jake to be there. I need Jake to show up. I need Jake to have a good game. I need I need both my bookends. My bookends need to have a good days. I don't, you know, I, I need this offense to be a little more opened up. Um, and so that's a big matchup for me. And then it would, and if I wanted to take it, it, it to another to another level, I need to see 
some of my guys get to the second level on blocks against Tranquil and Kenneth Murray and Van Noy. Those guys are real players. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, this guy, this team comes in and they got Jeremiah Atachu as well. A guy yep. who, who, um, he, he, he was there. He was in, he was in the, the Chargers organization for a while. He left, went to San Francisco. Now he's back. So he's a guy, a Georgia tech guy. Um, yeah, he was a good good player at Tech. He was been a good player in this league. So he's a guy that we need to um we need to have an eye on too when he does play. I mean he's not gonna play as much as Khalil Mack, but you know, I just need I need Jake to have a good day. No, I'm with you. That 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 whole offensive line needs to have a good day. And, and like you said, specifically Jake, because he hasn't been his best in pass protection this year. And we you talked about it, Carl Dukes talked about it while he was joining us. The Falcons are going to have to pass the ball more. You know, are, are they going to become a pass-first team? Not by any means. However, they are going to start to have to pass the ball a little bit more because now we're starting to see teams stack the box against them. We saw it uh, We saw it last week against the Carolina game. Uh, we saw it the week before that as well. So teams are starting to get a feel for what the Atlanta Falcons want to do. So now you have to adjust a little bit. You still stay true to your identity and still run the ball and just, you know, beat the guys in front of you, but you still have to add in little wrinkles here and there, and you still have to be able to be um, multidimensional. You can't become one-dimensional. You can't just run the ball. You're going to have to start passing the ball better as well. And the the Falcons did that last week. Marcus Mariota, again, made big plays with not only his legs, but his arm as well, made some big throws down the stretch of that football game to help us win that. So Marcus Mariota is going to have to be huge, and he's going to have to have time, so that offensive line is going to have to be big as well and trust me Khalil Mack is enough to try and handle besides Mack and Joey Bosa and all those other guys that could uh, potentially be out there but as far as my matchup goes I want to go to the defensive side of the football because we've talked about it throughout this whole entire episode the injuries one guy that is probably going to be out there he's questionable now that's Austin Eckler is he like you said but he showed up on the injury report late last night I still believe I have a have a just a gut feeling, and this is my personal opinion. I don't have any extra information on this, but I have a feeling he's probably going to play. With that, he's probably going to be the only big-time major weapon out there for the Chargers. Keenan Allen probably not going to play. We know Mike Williams is out. So you have to stop Austin Eckler. Do not let that guy beat you. So my matchup is... Rashawn Evans and Michael Walker versus Austin Eckler. Rashawn Evans and Michael Walker, they got to make the initial tackle. Don't let them them get by you. Don't let them get into that second level of the defense. And also, if if Michael Walker has to end up, you know, maybe uh, covering him in the passing game and Rashawn Evans could uh, fall into this responsibility too, you got to be on him. Don't let him him hit you with with a wheel route and get by you or anything like that. So, containing Austin Eckler for me is going to be huge because if Keenan Allen is out, which looks like he's going to be, Mike Williams is going to be out. The main weapon for Justin Herbert on Sunday is going to be Austin Eckler, and the Atlanta Falcons have to stop him. Don't let their only weapon have a career day on you. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good point, but I think you could see Troy Anderson on the field a lot in those situations oh, that's with a good, Austin yeah. Eckler because I good think, I think that's point. where you want to take advantage of what Anderson is as an athlete and his yeah. speed, and we've seen him get more playing time, more playing time. I think Michael Walker and Troy Anderson might be the guys uh, when it comes to the passing game. But I, right. but Rashawn Evans has been a a thumper this year, and 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 in the the run game, 
Um, and he's played very well. I mean, this guy already has 73 tackles. In fact, I'm pretty positive he leads a team in tackles, and he has um, he's played really well. So I would expect I, I need him to um, to really step to step up in the run game portion against Eckler. But Eckler, he, he's he's almost a bigger threat out of the passing game, as you mentioned, than he is a run game. So I, I would I would put I would agree with Walker and Anderson would probably be the guys that would stop there. But look, got your keys. Yes, let's do it. We got our matchups. Mm-hmm. Before we get to score prediction, I need Dylan's deciding factor, 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 factor. Need an air horn or something. <laughs> but no. Um for my deciding factor, uh, I'm not gonna lie. You know, Carl kind of stole my thunder a little bit, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tweak it just a little bit. We need to limit the big plays of the Los Angeles Chargers because this is still a big play team. I don't care if you don't have, you know, if you might not have Keelan Allen. I don't care if you don't have Mike Williams. This Justin Herbert is still a very very good quarterback in the NFL, and he can still throw the ball down the field. And, and and you touched on it too. He he's been dealing with a little bit of a that rib cartilage feel. You you want to make him feel that. But he can still throw the ball down the field. Still got a cannon for an arm. And if given the opportunity, he'll throw to whoever is open. He will he will find the open guy. Don't let there be an open guy downfield. You know, learn from your almost catastrophic mistake last week and you know don't let anything over your head. I mean especially not in the end of the game, but uh, just period. Limit the big plays. Keep everything in front of you. If you do that and you make the Chargers be a little bit more methodical, you 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 don't let them dink and dunk you down the field, but just keep them short plays and and run up to the football and make the tackle and make the play and get them off the field. It's limiting the big plays for me because we know we want to control the football. We know we want to run the ball. That 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 is a given at this point. Still a big key, but it's a given at this point. So for me. I think you need to limit the big plays of the Chargers. If you can do that, then I think you have an excellent chance to win this football game. So Dylan's deciding factor, limit the Chargers' big plays. I love it. Well, um, I think it's time for score predictions. Am I right? Yeah. And uh, since since I've already given mine once this week yeah. with Bolt <laughs> City, I will stick to the same score prediction, and I'll go ahead and say that I think the Falcons get this done. Again, I, I think this reminds me a lot of the Niners game, and I hope because it means we're going to win. But right. I, I'm going to go with 31-27 because I believe Herbert is a better quarterback than Garoppolo. So I'm going to say 31-27 Falcons. We're five and four heading to Charlotte, and we are in just we have taking a commanding lead in that division. I like it. I like it. All right, I am going to go. I'm going to go with the Falcons win as well. I'm feeling good about the Atlanta Falcons. They have not given me a reason to bet against them. And I think, honestly, I think the Chargers' injuries are going to be a little too much for them to overcome. I'm just going to be honest about it. So I have the Falcons 27 to 23. I think we get, I, I'm going to I'm gonna say it to them, speaking into existence, Squid Billy. I think the Falcons get a uh, an interception of Justin Herbert. Don't know if it's going to be a pick six like last week, but I think we get an interception off of, off of Justin Herbert, and we make a couple of big plays on defense, and we get this thing done 27 to 23. And I'm going to say, I'm going to put it into existence too. I think the rest of the NFC South loses, and we take a commanding two game lead in the NFC South and have sole possession in first place with a side of breathing room, Squid Billy. So 
that right there is going to do it for Peachtree Football again. Shout out to Carl Dukes for joining us. First ever guest here on Peachtree Football, the first of many, because we are going to start bringing you guys some more guests. But uh, shout out to Carl again. Make sure you go download the In the Huddle podcast. Go check that out. Go follow that podcast as well. Carl Dukes, Brian Baldinger, Jason LaConforna. They are uh, giving you some great NFL analysis on the uh, semi-daily as well. They're about like us. They, they they come to you about almost every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So go make sure you download the In the Huddle podcast. And again, you should already be listening to the number one sports show on Dukes and on uh, <laughs> Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, which is Dukes and Bell that features Carl Dukes and Bo Morgan, a.k.a. Squid Billy. So make sure you're already checking that out if you haven't already. Uh, Squid Billy, you got anything you want to – you got any final thoughts today? Are you guys going to be at Twin Peaks? I know you're excited for that. Uh, but do you have anything you want to leave us with here on a Friday? No. It's, uh, look, yeah. just show up. Be at that. Be at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Sunday and cheer. And don't let any yeah, yeah. L.A. fans come in and be louder than us. Let's take over the stadium. We're three in a row. We've won there. Yeah. About to make it four, hopefully. Um, let's, let's continue to hone on field advantage. That's, it's, it's our house and let's make sure everyone knows this is our house. Okay. Not That's to go right. under armor on you, but this is the Falcons home. This is the Falcons house. Let's own it. Let's show that. And for with that rise up. There it is. Make sure you guys follow this podcast, download the podcast. We're wherever you get your podcast as Apple podcast, Spotify, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast, Peace street football, is there pack out mercedes-benz stadium on sunday i you know i only want to see a little uh, maybe a little powder blue here and there but i want to see a whole lot of red and black and you know maybe some you know if you got a white jersey in there too that's okay too but anywho make sure you pack out mercedes-benz stadium make a lot of noise if falcons are going to need your help and uh hopefully we are talking about a win sunday well we'll, we'll record the episode on sunday but you'll hear us on monday so there you go we will you'll hear from us uh, coming up next Monday, and we'll have all your reaction to the game. And hopefully, we're talking about Atlanta Falcons W. But until that point, like Bo said, rise up. Oh, oh, oh. Peace.